Welcome to Flicks. My name's Daniel Swan. This is episode 98, in which myself and my lovely wife, Tiffany B, discuss Incredibles 2, the sequel 14 years in the making. But it's a Pixar film, innit? So it's going to be good, innit? Pixar don't make bad films, do they? superhero movies come out every few months, what can Brad Bird and Incredibles 2 show us that we haven't seen before? Let us not forget that the original Incredibles film is an almost perfect combination of action, style, and heart. The Incredibles is, for want of a better word, really good. And not just a really good Pixar film or a really good family film, but a really good superhero action film. And it came along at a time when those were few and far between. Now in 2004, the world was still four years away from seeing the first glimpse of the now ubiquitous Marvel Cinematic Universe, and even one year away from the start of the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Now, true, 2004 did have arguably still the best Spider-Man film ever, Spider-Man 2, but it also had The Punisher, which I like but is very flawed, Blade Trinity, and Catwoman, so lessons were still being learned. But now, it's 2018. Those lessons have been learned and learned well, for the most part, DC. This year already, we've had Black Panther and Infinity War, two superhero films that got critics' reviews almost as impressive as their 10 figure box office takings. The 14-year wait in between the original and this sequel has raised anticipation and raised the bar for what constitutes a great superhero film. Quite simply, Brad Bird and the other white men at Pixar had an incredible task on their hands. Tiffany B, spoiler-free, did they succeed? Yes, I believe so. I think that... I thought it was a really good film and um, I think it did a good job of picking up where the last film left off and developing the characters and the story further. Nice, because it picks up almost exactly exactly, as the previous one finishes with the rise of the underminer. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, and it it kind of, it's much of the same, isn't it? Yeah, I would say. It's not... um, you know, a, a kind of a, a sequel where it's kind of phoning it in. Mm. It's not a sequel where, as some Pixar sequels are a little bit more kind of rote and a little bit more like mm. lazy, maybe. Mm. I don't know, maybe that's too harsh, but um, yeah, I think this really kind of picks up the torch and carries it. Yes. It's a definite, um, if you enjoyed the first one, yeah, you enjoy this one. enjoy this one, yeah. The, the kind of, the style of it, the the action sequences are mm. done incredibly well. Mm. In as, as with the first one, that's one of the, like I, I said, it's like, it's a, it's a great action film. It's yeah. not just a kind of great animated film. Um, yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah, me too. So you should go and see it. Yes. Dear listener. Definitely. Is that all? Is that all we're doing? I mean, I guess, unless you want to talk about what happens, roughly. Uh, no. Okay. I think we're good. 
Okay. So we're desperately trying to get this done in uh, as short a time as possible. Yeah. Because we often ramble on and it's good to, you know, just really get things. <laughs> Let's just push on. So that was our spoiler-free <laughs> review of Incredibles 2. Not The Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. If uh, you're leaving us now, I mean, that was only four minutes or whatever. <laughs> um, I hope it was worth downloading. Uh, and if you're sticking with us to the spoiler filled section, you just wait until after that jingle, baby. And we'll be right back. Oi, oi. P.S. Stay right to the end because there's a scene after the credits that we missed. We did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you, it won't be groovy. If you listen any further, we're not watching the movie. It's spoilers! What a jingle. I mean, I, say it, I say it every As always. As always. It just... Is it weird that it gets better? It's yeah. weird that it gets yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are now in spoiler-filled territory. Yeah. Uh, we'll be delving deep into the nitty and indeed the gritty, spoiling everything from uh, curtain up to curtain down using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system. Tiffany B. <laughs> yes? Give us a point, will you? Give us a little point to a little old man with giant ears and a giant nose. They never stop growing, you know? <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to start with one that you've kind of already mentioned. Um, uh, and that is the action scenes. Um, I thought that they were very good. Um, and very, yeah, very well done and very like engaging. I thought, um, I thought particularly the, um, what's it? Uh, the Elastigirl when she's going after the runaway train thing. Yeah. Monorail or hovercraft or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, like maglev kind of thing. Yeah, that. Because um, it goes on for quite a while, yeah. really. The chase scene. Yeah. But it's interesting enough and it's engage- it's creative enough. Yeah. Um, there's a, lots going on. Um, there's lots of her, like, spreading, you know, she's spreading across two different parts the bar the bike breaks apart and then she yeah and what also what i liked about that scene and and just the the action in general was that you see you see kind of um cracks in some of it you know like when she's on the motorbike on that chase scene and she's kind of all over the roofs and the like yeah kind of um what's it called the kind of the frames of buildings you know and it's just those thin pipes and she's on the crane and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, in like a construction site. Yeah. Yeah. When she's like hopping from one to the other, a couple of times her bike kind of wobbles or the back yeah. wheel falls off and she has to rewrite, like has to write yeah. herself and stuff. You know, like there's something I think more human and interesting about yeah. that where it's like, it's not perfect. Yeah. It's not like a hundred percent like I've just landed this and I'm... You know, like, everything I do is slick and perfect and yeah. great. Um, so I, I really like that, that in the um, the action scenes can seem a little bit scrappy or a little bit, I don't know, I just think they're designed really well. They're created, the creative thinking behind them is really good. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're kind of acted really well as well, so they're not cheesy. Yeah. They're interesting. And you feel peril 
you know, in a lot of them. Yeah. And like, oh, she might not get there. Yeah. Or, or, you know, and there's, there's some realism there. Like I say, like with the train one where the two parts break off and then she stops the first part and then the other one comes and like bumps. Yeah. It, you know, and yeah. just, it's just little detail like that, that I think is really good that often other films don't think about. Well, yeah. Like, well, where's the other half gone? Yeah. Why is she amazing on this bike when this is her first time using it? Yeah. Things like that. And I just think I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Act, the action scenes were one of my points as well. One of my pluses. Um, I think the train, yeah. Kind of derailment was the highlight. Um, yeah. The stuff on that, using the bike and like separating and then slamming it together to give it a little kind of boost or a little jump. I just think that's so yeah. inventive. Yeah. Really, really clever. Yeah. Um, and like you say, I, th- I think this, this is, this is the point where, and we might get onto this a little bit later. Um, this is the point that Pixar are at now with their animation where, yeah, because something's animation, you would expect it to be a little down the line and a little perfect. But they've got to the point now that, like you say, that that they they're putting in this little kind of character all the way through. Yeah. Um, with the wobbling of the bike, and you know, uh, you know, they, it goes under the tunnel, and she's able to just about get the oh, bike through yeah. the tunnel. And then it goes to another tunnel that's even lower, and, and she, she just can't. has to get rid of the bike yeah. because she can't do it. Um, little things like that, I think, really add to it. I think all the action's very, very clear. Yeah. In, a, in a way that, you know, obviously that's the advantage of animation. That yeah. You don't have to worry about, oh, are we going to be able to get this shot? Or are we going to be able yeah. to whatever? You, you get whatever shot you want to get. And also they're like so brightly coloured and things. Yeah. That it's, yeah. The lighting, you can kind of pick things out a little bit easier yeah. and stuff. But it's very, very clear. It's really, really inventive. The Underminer attack was really good as well because that's got all, all four of them yeah. knocking around. Yeah. Um, and each, it's the, it's, in the same way as um, we were watching uh, a nerd writer video the other week that was talking about the difference between Marvel films and DC films. Mm. And one of the things that it brought up was the little character moments in the action. Mm. The little things that characters say whilst they're in the middle of the action. The little kind of moments or beats or decisions that they make throughout the action that pushes the action forward, but also reveals a little bit more about the person doing it so it's not just this yeah kind of infallible Mm. um kind of paragon going through and getting everything perfect all the time there's these little kind of comments or little kind of moments or little kind of interactions between the characters that i think the best action scenes have Mm. because they because then it's not just about the action. No. Like you don't have to stop learning about the characters. And the character, yeah. When things are blowing up. Yeah. Like there is a way of, of, of shoehorning them both together. And I think this did that really, really well. Mm. The, um, the Frozone versus the New Heroes, they got a lot of good stuff out of the yeah. Void's powers. Yeah. Like jumping into the portals and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought the action, as with the first one, really, yeah, top notch. Yeah. So I'd agree with that. Thanks. I'd give it one of my points as well. Cool. Cool. Shall I try a new one then and see if you agree with that? Yeah, maybe try it then. Okay. Um, it's kind of sticking on the animation style, I guess. 
yeah, I would, I've put design and uh, slash style, which is... Could you expand a little bit more on that, please? Sure. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> um, Here we go. I just think it's nicely, like, in terms of... I think it's nicely designed. I think the animation style, yeah. whatever you call it, production, I don't know. Um the, the feel of it. I love, like, eat the costumes, the mm-hmm. designs of, like, the buildings. And it doesn't feel as kind of kiddie as some of the Pixar ones do yeah. sometimes. It feels a little bit more, like, realistic. Well, not even realistic, but more adult. Yeah. More, like, design. It feels like someone with a very strong kind of aesthetic yeah. idea has has. has led this or directed the the design of this film um and so yeah the kind of 60s feel of it the design of the costumes the design of the um like i say all the buildings and the Mm -hmm. city and the i don't know just something about it i constantly thought yeah like this looks really nice Mm. you know and um i don't think i always think that with with animated films no I mean, because I always think they look good, but this one had a more of a, like, as in that was effectively executed, mm. but this one, it was maybe just more of a personal thing of, I just really liked the style of this yeah. one. Um, yeah, I thought it had a kind of nice vibe about it and a, and a really kind of particular kind of style, stylistic, like I say, you know, you're watching The Incredibles. Mm. You know, just by yeah. the style of the things going on around them. And, and I also really liked... I don't know if we talked about this on the first one. Or if we even did a flicks on the first one. Um, well, we didn't know each other when the first one came out. Well, probably not then. I mean... I mean, I remember s- screaming out at the moon. and Because you, you would have been looking at the same moon. And if you were screaming out points that you liked about The Incredibles... Which I obviously was. I remember hearing something. It was you all along. Ah! Um, <laughs> it's like Home Alone 2. We we're both looking up at the stars at the same time. The Christmas tree. Christmas tree, yeah. No, it's the, the stars. stars. <laughs> anyway. Because if they're looking at the same Christmas tree. Well, they are at the end. Yeah, that's that's what I thought you were talking about, oh, idiot. Talking about you idiot. Idiot. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I've lost completely what I was saying now. It was a fantastic point. Oh, uh, I really like the design of um, Mrs. Incredible, Elastic Girl, Elastic Girl, um, with her big hips yeah. and her big bottom They don't lie, arm. do they? Yeah, and I just think it looks it looks somewhat like a mum yeah. being a ser- superhero, yeah. like a very attractive mum, mm. but like still she's not, you know, she's a woman. Yeah. And an older woman who's had kids. W-O-M-A-N. Yeah. And I I think that's nice. Yeah. I like that about this film. And I just think, yeah, there's all the characters, all the... I just think the design's really nice and Mm. really interesting. And, like, I feel like thought has been given to the characters rather than just... You know, sometimes there can be, like, a generic background character. Okay. And then they all kind of look the same, but they're wearing different things and mm-hmm. they've got slightly different hairstyles. I feel like this film doesn't really do that. And okay. every character that you see looks like they've had some really good design yeah. to them, which I really like. Mm. And it f- brings that realism again. Nice. Um, and it has the effect of creating this world. A world. So, 
design of new urban slash style. Point two for Tiffany. Point two for Dan. Design slash style. Oh, you're a copycat. I'm not. I've written it down. You can look at it right here. Gosh. Artistic style. Yeah, the fact that it's all kind of 60s, mm. um, yeah, kind of Johnny Quest-y. Spoiler. Because um, that was on the that was the cartoon that they're watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's really cool. It's got a, it's a really cool aesthetic because it's yeah. essentially saying, what if, what if there was a crossover between some kind of superhero film and Mad Men? Yeah. And like everyone's got all these kind of sharp suits and it's yeah. all looking cool and you know, less smoking, and exactly. drinking. Sure. Um, but yeah. To, to have that kind of aesthetic, mm. but in that, it I think it it's always really fun in any kind of uh, any kind of fictional world when you kind of when something is both simultaneously futuristic and retro. Yeah, because this is like obviously got technology in it that is you know far beyond the 60s but it's still all very much the 60s yeah. so it becomes like what people thought the future was going to be like in the 60s mm. so it's like the space needle mm. it's like it's all that kind of look which is really yeah. really cool and yeah. like sometimes when you go when you have things that are like this is the like an 80s future or this is a 70s future or whatever mm. um i just think it's it's a really cool aesthetic and yeah. it allows them to really kind of go nuts. It's not just saying, oh, this is sometime in the not-too-distant future or this is something that's blah, blah, blah. It allows the designers to combine things. Yeah. And I think, yeah, with I mean, with a lot of films, really, the design elements of them, when they're given the right kind of stimulus, yeah, I think like, they come up with incredible things. Yeah. A lot of science fiction films, yeah. a lot of kind of fantasy films. Often it's, yeah, that kind of opportunity of the, the story and the location. All Look at something like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. With all the kind of crazy colours on Sakaar, mm. where they've just said to a design department, can you go ahead, do it, like, yeah. have fun. Um, yeah, I just think that's that's really cool. And then all the, yeah, kind of the, the names of the cities and the the bad guys, New Urban, uh, the Incredible, Void, Keyletrics, Crusher, Screenslaver, yeah. like all the kind of punny, it's all yeah. very kind yeah, of action serial, kind of oh, the world of tomorrow kind of thing. Um, wow. You're welcome. You're all right. Yeah, not a lot of people get to witness that, so you're very, you're very welcome. Um, so yeah, artistic style, thumbs up. I'm with you. You with me, babe? I'm with you. Let's, Let's see if see we can if go you're... three for three. Okay. I bet you haven't got this because I just bet. Um, so now I'm going to say... <laughs> um, Vis-a-vis the following. Here it is. <laughs> um, the realism of the story. And by which I mean, like... Um, obviously not the kind of superhero-y stuff, but uh-huh. the other stuff, the family relationships, the mm-hmm. um, the husband trying to look after the kids, the mm-hmm. wife kind of, her excitement with being out on, you yeah. know, on a, uh, t- what's it called? Task. Superhero. No, she's, n- she's out on a... 
mission. Mission. Um, yeah, you know that kind of thing, and then the 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 teenage girl with the boyfriend yeah. type thing going on. Um, yeah, and I thought that was. I, I like it because I think there's a lot of again it's what we were saying about the action why the action's good because it just brings in character yeah you're not just I don't know it just it makes it all very much more interesting and so yeah I think all of the parts where he's struggling to deal with the kids and to figure all that out and yeah like we talked about it when he's just there's such good acting and animation mm. where you know he's just exhausted yeah and I don't know, there's something so interesting about that. Yeah. It really brings them to life, I think. Mm. And like we said before of her kind of, um, the teenage girl in the diner thing and the boy comes up and water comes out of her nose and mm. she's humiliated. Yeah. And there's that real kind of feel of like, I don't know, real people with real emotions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it just makes it more interesting. Yeah. Um, and more engaging, I think, overall. Um, yeah. And, like, the char- the mum and dad character kind of, towards the beginning, having a little bit of an argument and a disagreement about, you know, what they should do and why they should do it. Yeah. And it's not over-the-top, you know, dramatic. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I think this and rah. It's just, like, um, you imagine an actual married couple having that discussion. Or, yeah. You know, having that, that yeah that thought and yeah I just think that's really good I think that the the main characters are all very good in that sense aside from the two youngest the boys like Dash is just a kid yeah and the baby is a baby <laughs> like you know yeah um so but yeah and then that woman that he go, he has the baby stay with Edna yeah Edna she, more darling like not capes yeah just like you know, she's, and she's, it's all this kind of motivation and interest where she's like, she's upset because she's not the exclusive provider of yeah. their, um costumes. And I think that's really interesting, you know? Yeah. Brings her to life. It gives her a character. Why is she there? Why does she care? Who is she? Yeah. Um, And I feel like this film does a really good job of that, of like, like we said before, the husband's a little bit jealous and the wife's a little bit worried about the family and it just brings it all into a kind of more real and I think therefore more relatable dimension, you know? Yeah. Where you feel like, yeah, these seem like real people. This could really happen if if they were superheroes. It's feasible that a family would behave this way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, in the in the same way as you know, what makes the first one so enjoyable is that it's you know, it's a superhero film, but it's a it's it's a film about a family. Yeah, it's a film about a very kind of realistic family and the dynamics that that go on, and it just so happens to be played out on this larger scale. With yeah. you know, it's about parents not trusting their kids. It's about you know. Uh, a father not being able to you know come to terms with losing his family and maybe trying to control them a bit too much it's 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 a kind of parents uh longing for the kind of excitement of the their life before they had kids and yeah. all that kind of stuff um 
yeah and I think this film does that it finds kind of new little kind of wrinkles in that and yeah. the the reversal of the roles of the the stay at home yeah. dad now and yeah. um I think that's yeah really good um yeah yeah the portrayal of the family dynamic yeah remains remains one of the I mean it's its strongest thing in terms of getting you to care um yeah. my my next point will be a negative actually. Okay. Um I'm going to say that the uh and this is maybe a, a little bit harsh mm. because as I said in my superb intro the the first incredibles superb. thank you. Uh the first incredibles is incredible. It is incredible. It's an amazing amazing film. It's up there with my favorite Pixar films which is a very exclusive club. Oh. Um, I mean, when you're talking about kind of, you know, the very best that Pixar has to offer, it's yeah. a it's a it's a studio that, when it hits it out of the park, it really hits it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and so maybe this is a little bit harsh, but if you're a sequel, you know, you've got to justify your existence, and I feel like this didn't quite for oh. me, just in that it wasn't like. The, I think the f- the first film told such a kind of complete emotionally resonant story. Yeah. That this film I think whilst it found like I say some interesting little wrinkles, it it still felt a little bit like a kind of a slightly lighter retread. Mm. It w- it felt more more about the action ultimately yeah. than the first one did. Um, it it had that um, it had all the great stuff with Bob at the beginning looking after the family. Yeah, that was all fantastic. But then once that kind of got left to one side, it kind of it it, it got a bit kind of standard actiony kind of thing. Um, yeah, mm. so I just feel like it didn't quite. Um, what so you think the the story it was trying to tell wasn't good good enough cohesive enough? Or? Yeah, I th- I think I think the story of maybe the bad guys as well. Yeah, it wasn't because uh, with the first one, obviously you've got uh, Buddy, is it? Well, Syndrome, like the kind of the fan, and you yeah. have that kind of fun thing that's more interesting. I didn't really understand. Like the 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 bad guys felt obviously there's the reveal and there's a twist and that's a quite a nice kind of twist, but it felt like it wasn't quite there. Mm. It it felt a bit like yeah I don't know it it felt like two stories. It felt like the stuff at home and the superhero stuff. Whereas I think the first one managed to mesh them together a lot smoother mm. and you you cared a lot more. Okay. Um, I feel like this didn't quite get me in the kind of, in the Same gut way. and the heart in the way that the first one did, which, like I say, maybe is a bit harsh, but I just yeah, um, because it's being compared to a, an incredible film. But uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, fair. I will have a negative as well. Then. Okay. It's similar but different. I would okay. say. Um, just like you and me. Yes. Um, in that I think, which is why I was kind of probing you, like why, what was the story, what what was going on? Do not poke your I'm pen just that close to emphasizing. my eyeball. There, it's please. not really your close to your eyeball, my friend. That's close to my eyeball. Yes, that's really 
that feels aggressive. Well... So could you... We're doing a podcast here, sweetheart, okay? We're not declaring war, okay? We're not going well, 12 not, rounds in a... not yet. Not yet. Anyway... Make your point. My point is that um, I think that the villain wasn't good enough in this. Yeah. And the villain story, because I knew as soon as... And I think it was obvious, but you tell me... Um, as soon as he they met with the brother and sister, mm-hmm. I knew that they were the villains. Yeah. And so it's slightly a the twist only because twist it's not the... him, yeah. it's her. Yeah. But you just know, like, and then Something's you see the whole on. thing of, oh, we're going to get them all on a boat. And you're like, this is obviously only going yeah. one way or whatever. So I felt like that wasn't that interesting. And I felt like I wasn't really clear on I know she has her little speech of yeah. like well my mum would have hidden in the safe Panic room or whatever yeah. um, but it doesn't feel like enough you know Yeah. I feel like sometimes and I think this comes up a lot for me villain stories can just be sloppy mm. and I hate that I really like it when you have an engaging villain Yeah. where you're like I, f- I feel like sometimes they create the villain and then be like well why do they want to kill them uh, yeah, maybe their mum wasn't. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is this is the kind of one that will show up on cinema sins. Yeah. It's like, so what's her plan here? Yeah. Like from the beginning. Yeah. What is her plan? Yeah. Because it feels like. It changes. It changes a lot only by virtue of when the audience knows that she's a bad guy. Yeah. Because it's like if you're really the bad guy, yeah. surely there's other ways of going about it. Yeah. Than this kind of very circuitous, kind of long-winded thing just to get people on the boat. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. And her motivation just isn't really there for me. It's like, it's it's a throwaway line Mm. and uh, therefore she's not that engaging. I I think that the the acting of the character was very good, but I just think it wasn't written that well. Mm. And so it just... takes away from me a little bit Mm. so that motivate and what they do so well I think in some of the other parts is bring character and you know and I love that when you can see that a writer knows who this person is and so the situation isn't happening generally it's happening to this person which makes it a unique situation Mm. or unique reaction and engagement Um, whereas she was just she could have been anyone really yeah you know Mm. And so that was a bit of a shame for me. And that took away from that kind of um, drama towards the end as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the thing of like a really good origin story, mm. a really good first one for mm. any kind of superhero film will have the villain very closely tied in with the hero. Mm. and that's you know it all feels very like it's all one story yeah and then it's when you get into the sequels that it feels like the two kind of like like, the hero's got the hero story and the villain's got the villain story yeah and it's just two things happening at the same time that they kind of dovetail together occasionally yeah so yeah maybe that's why yeah maybe that's why i didn't feel quite as emotionally quite that complete story and no. like that kind of tight story yeah but like it's a little bit looser yeah i could have i could have watched a lot more of like bob trying to be a yeah. good dad yeah all those bits were so good really really good and you feel like i mean it was two hours but yeah and it it nips along like yeah. you certainly don't get bored but you almost feel like i wish i you 
taken some bits out. Yeah. And yeah, let some of the other moments that were really good breathe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, maybe. Mm. Anyway, what's your next point? Uh, my next point is a positive. Let's hear and it. And we've mentioned it a little bit. Um, animation. Oh. Pixar is amazing at animation. And I know this I'm going to be... This is the first time hearing of this. I'm going to be ruffling a lot of feathers when I say that. Um, but they're just so good. Yeah. So, 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 so good at just finding those tiny little expressions or little moments yeah, or little actions that you just recognise humanity in so much. Yeah. There's no sense of like, you know, dead-eyed kind of uncanny value. Obviously it helps that they're, you know, all weird shapes and stuff. Mm. But they just seem like real people. Yeah. Um, and they had like yeah, we were talking about when Bob's really stressed yeah. about you know the 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 maths is different and uh, that Helen's got this great new job and he's not jealous at all and he's really happy for her isn't that really great and he's having to and I feel like there's there's times that there's times in animation where you wouldn't have been able to do that as get well get that across yeah but it just it all comes across well and then when he's really tired yeah and he shows up to uh, Edna's and she's got the little video phone and he just turns around and looks at her you're like he is tired yeah just so good and yeah the Violet flushing the water out of her nose oh yeah was, I mean that cracked me up yeah that, it did didn't that it? really got me in a very audible very <laughs> powerful way um I just thought it was hilarious then her reaction afterwards of like yeah. just that real urgency of, but still dealing with the fact that it's like it's all in her sinuses and she's get out of the way. It just it's just all these little moments carry so much of the performance, tell you so much yeah. about who these people are. Yeah. And it's you know it's the bit in the in all of the trailers of like where Violet's telling Dash, "Have you washed your hands? Yeah. Wash your hands with soap." And but it it feel and I think it goes speaks to what you're what you're talking about before in terms of the family dynamic. Yeah, you get so much of it. Yeah, how each person feels about each other person. Yeah, and their relationships with them and how that develops and yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, so so good. Um, yeah, I just think the yeah, the way they animate things and obviously it all yeah. looks gorgeous and it all blah blah blah. blah. But yeah, in terms of the. Like, Human. The human character, little moments in there. Yeah. Are just... Tip top. Tip top running the shop. What's your next point? Um, okay, my final point is a positive, And it's just simply humour. Humour. I just think, yeah, that moment that you mentioned with the water... Um, the bit with the the baby and the raccoon fighting mm-hmm. in the garden. Um, I mean, lots of the baby stuff. Yeah. Because he's just kind of always getting into trouble or yeah. crawling up something and disappearing and all of that stuff. And yeah, when he's like luring him back with a cookie. Yeah. And all of that is just very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's lots of kind of physical humor in some of the actions mm-hmm. and things that happen. Um, but yeah, I think in part because it's that kind of family, Mm. you know, the dynamic of, of how people get along or don't get along. And, um, yeah, I just think it's really funny and 
you know, that's what you want from this kind of film as well. Mm. And like you say, just to be laughing out loud. There were a few moments where I laughed out loud. Mm. And I just think that's... It's, I mean, A, it's just a nice feeling to laugh. Yeah. But it's very clever, I think, yeah. for an animated film to be able to make you really laugh. Yeah. Without doing, you know, ridiculous things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's largely carried by the cast as well. Mm. I think it's a really good cast. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I yeah. There's not really a kind of bad one amongst them. No. Um, yeah, and I think I think the family unit themselves are really really good. Yeah. And with um, Samuel L. Jackson as well. Yeah. And a lot of humor comes from them and their relationships mm-hmm. and all of that. And I think yeah, I really like that. I think that that humor carries it through yeah. and makes you stay for two hours as yeah. well. I think the action and the humor and the character development mm. is like that kind of holy trinity for me yeah of i'll sit here for two hours if Mm. you do that but if you're missing one of them or you're taking yourself too seriously or whatever i just not going to do it for me Mm. but there was humor throughout and it was innately humorous Mm. and i think it was also laughing at itself in terms of some of the family things and i don't know i thought yeah the humor that's my final point very funny yeah i'm gonna go with a moment as i like to do of course yes uh, and one of my moments is a moment that you've already mentioned. Oh, yeah, what is it? Uh, Jack-Jack versus the raccoon. Oh, I thought it was going to be the water, but you've already talked I've about already, that. Yeah, I've already talked about that. Jack-Jack versus the raccoon is just one of those really love... I always love it when you're watching a film and you just have, like, a little diversion. Yeah. And it's got nothing really to do with the overall plot. No. I mean, it's telling you... It's showing you all his different that superpowers and stuff. his powers, yeah. But it's it's essentially... You've stumbled into a a lovely Pixar short and also showing a little love yeah, for Bow before which this, was which great. was just so gorgeous yeah. and sweet and lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was just like a little Pixar short film in the middle of this thing. Yeah. And it's really funny. Yeah. And the action again is really good. The action's really good. It all makes sense. It's got all these little kind of moments of like the raccoon's really angry, but then, the, and then, the raccoon gets tangled up in the uh, lawn furniture and Jack-Jack's like on fire and he's throwing the other lawn chairs around and the raccoon's trying really hard to get away from the thing. It just, it just builds and it builds and it builds and yeah, you just think, what am I watching here? This yeah. is amazing. It's yeah. just a little superpowered baby having a fight with a raccoon. Yeah. And you do still, I felt like in that scene, I was, was kind of worried for the baby. I was like, oh my God, it's fighting a (laughs) raccoon. Like, and I think again, it's because they do such a good job of, of characterizing a baby. Yeah. What does a baby do? What does a baby look like? What, how do they move? Yeah. And it looks like a baby. So I'm like, oh my God, there's a baby (laughs) fighting with a raccoon. Like, wake up dad. (laughs) Um, you know, and that yeah. I think adds to it as well. But it was it was very funny. And that the babies obviously clearly it's such a, it must be such a difficult thing, but they do it really well. Of like the baby's clearly not in control of any of this. Yeah, it's just stuff's happening, happening. and the baby's rolling with yeah. it. Yeah, um, and it at the beginning is like using it's like. No, no, you're not allowed to steal out of our yeah. steal out of our rubbish bin. That's yeah. not on. like using this telekinesis to move the thing. But yeah, I just thought it was such a nice little moment. Yeah, in the very middle well of the, done. Yeah, it, the 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 Bob at home stuff. Yeah, Bob is the dad really stuff was good. the highlight of the film for me. Definitely. Um, yeah. And that was, I think, yeah, just this lovely little moment in the middle of it. 
Yeah. Um, just yeah, you can be serious if you want, but here's just a little bit of whimsy. Yeah. Just a just like a almost like a Tex Avery kind of short. Yeah. Of like an animal having a fight with a superpowered baby. Brilliant. Very funny, yeah. So what did you what did you give it overall? I gave it uh, four out of five. I gave it a four out of five as well. Yes. I gave it a four out of five as well. Mm. Um, not quite as good as the first one. No. But still a thoroughly, enjoyable. thoroughly enjoyable yeah. family film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sad we missed the last scene. Yeah. Do you think that's setting it up for the next one? I don't know, maybe. There was... There was there's talk apparently because they because this was originally supposed to come out next year mm. and Toy Story 4 is now coming out Toy Story 4 was supposed to be coming out now and they swooped them over because this one was ahead of schedule and that one was behind schedule but because of the truncated production schedule yeah. um, Brad Bird said that there were lots of kind of ideas and concepts and stuff that they didn't get to use so that could form the basis of a, an mm. Incredibles 3 and if it's as good as this mate we'll be there you've got our money um so that was our spoiler filled review of um uh incredibles 2 tiffany what did we learn um we learned that women can do men's jobs but men can't do women's jobs but they can because he did yeah but they find it really hard (laughs) (laughs) and it's ever so enjoyable to watch them struggle (laughs) But women are just really good at men's jobs, is that what we're saying? Seems that way, I mean. And doing them with less destruction. Yeah. I mean, women are just better, I guess. I guess that's what it seems. Although they're also more evil. Evil. They're more evil than men. Well, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.